Hello, and welcome to Queering Eve, a spoiler-free-ish podcast about the TV show Killing Eve, made by some queers. Hi, I'm Nina, and I'm the one who got the COVID vaccine and feels guilty about it, because I got it before a lot of other people who probably deserve to get it before me. Hi, I'm Naya, and I'm the one who got very lightly pepper sprayed at a peaceful protest yesterday. Very lightly because I was standing far enough away and also had the time to cover my face, but it was still, like, it still sucked. So that's my review of pepper spray. I have no idea how that's legal. Yeah. As we've (laughs) said before on this podcast, a cab. (laughs) (laughs) A cab indeed. Hi, I'm Tamara, and I'm the one who watched Black Sails and is now obsessed with Black Sails. <laughs> so, what um, is that? You still haven't told me about it, so I know literally I have zero information. I'm so sorry, Naya. I will do it. I promise. Um, no, it's okay. I just can you give me like an, a one sentence pitch? Pirates. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Gay nice. pirates. Mm. Ooh. Nice. Even better. Which yeah. genre of gay? Um, straight baiting. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So sorry to spoil that for you, but it's just, um, it's good. It's good. podcast we finally made it here i missed it i missed you all yeah it's been months (laughs) it's been a long time because we stopped recording because of covid lockdown thingy and we wanted to wait until we can record in person but now we gave up on this yeah it's taking too long we cannot wait any longer yeah, we so must record. <laughs> I, I cannot promise um, audio quality. I mean, it's going to be better than the last one, surely. <laughs> but we cannot promise vibe quality. <laughs> this time the audio can be good, but the vibes may still be off. <laughs> That's all very true. And let's forget about it and have fun instead. So I will take you through this episode. And yet again, I forgot to write down the title of this episode and who wrote it and shit. Nina, do you have this? Of course I do. (laughs) (laughs) The title of season two, episode one of Killing Eve is Do You Know How to Dispose of a Body? It was written by Emerald Fennell, who is now the head writer of this season. What a good name. It is. Emerald Mm -hmm. Fennell. Yes. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's now the head writer of this season. We have said goodbye to Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She went on to do bigger and better things like star in Harry Styles' music video. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Have you all seen this? You should go see it. It's so good. It it sparks joy. Truly. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, Emerald Fennell. She is currently very popular on my Twitter feed because she made a movie called Promising Young Woman. And oh, yeah, is... I heard about that. That's... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's supposedly good. Sounds mm-hmm. 
cool. And the director is Damon Thomas, who directed the last three episodes of last season. So it is a continuation. I mean, it makes sense because this episode is a direct continuation of the last episode of uh, the previous season. So yeah, it makes sense that it's the same director. Indeed. This is the info that I have for you. (laughs) Thank you, Nina again for coming through on this thing that I always forget that (laughs) we do on this podcast but I do have the notes on everything else so let's continue so as Nina already mentioned this episode continues right where we left off specifically 30 seconds later (laughs) exactly like we don't know what happened in those 30 seconds and we never will Mm, it's like the lost 24 hours in Harry Potter where everyone was like speculating what happened 24 hours after his parents got killed because like the timing was off but that's just because J.K. Rowling doesn't know math as much as she doesn't understand human beings um so uh this is me being angry at her for being a turf um if that wasn't obvious but yeah so yeah no, like the lost 24 hours this is the lost not, 30 seconds no. <laughs> this was on purpose so like you know i don't know anyway <laughs> So first, Eve is leaving Villanelle's apartment, holding this bloody knife in her hand, because that's what you do when you have a bloody knife. Mm-hmm. I I thought a lot about how she just holds her knife. I wanted to be like, like this! Yeah. But, um, you listeners cannot see me. This is an audio medium. So, But you hopefully watched the episode and you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever moved anywhere with my with a knife without holding it to the ground i don't think i'm like physically capable of doing anything else so eve what the fuck (laughs) i mean she's in shock i get it i would probably just like leave the knife there which is worse exactly but that's worse because i know i I would (laughs) okay so uh then these russian medics aka someone's hired killers show up and even though Eve has no idea who these people are she hides and then these people kill the old lady from across the hall and then Eve is leaving the building and we see that Villanelle is hiding like in the basement of the building or something like that and we see those Russian people bag her clothes like we see the pink tool dress yes. coming out of one of the bags so I also noted that. so tragic yeah. then the venera also i like how eve managed to escape like she had good instincts to like go mm-hmm. back up the stairs and then go back down immediately when they are in the apartment and yeah i would not i would die yeah i kept thinking <laughs> during this scene like i could never <laughs> Actually, yes, we, we were too too judgmental of Eve's... Knife-holding skills. <laughs> Knife-holding skills. She is much anyway, superior to all of us. Yes. Next, we see Eve on the streets of Paris, and Carolyn calls her again and tells her that she needs to come back to London, and Eve says, I think I might have killed her in shock, and... This she does in front of a straight couple getting engaged. 
I love that. Yeah, they're so lucky they can have like an interesting engagement story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, Eve says this after Carolyn has already hung up. So she actually only tells this to this <laughs> engaged couple or what about to be engaged couple or yeah. about to be turned down men. And <laughs> <laughs> after a moment like this. <laughs> Well, next, Eve goes to the train station and buys a lot of candy. I get it. I can totally relate. Like, after a shocking thing that happens to just buy a bunch of candy. Yeah. She also specifically went to Gare du Nord, which... Wow, I... Mm -hmm. Gare du Nord. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, I I think I've been there and hated it. I... Oh, I think that's <laughs> the one train station that I remember. Uh-huh. Is it where they filmed the scene? Because yeah. the whole time when we were at the train station, I kept being sure that this must be an airport because they <laughs> yeah, were so strict about the security and stuff. I have never seen this at a train station. But alas. Yeah. I have no idea. I've never been there. I, the first time I watched it, I had the same thought, like, is this an airport? But I don't know. It makes sense to me that they would have this. I feel like at least for a while, yeah. Paris specifically was super paranoid about yeah, the terrorism things on a train. No. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think it makes sense. Um, I just want to say that my assessment of how much that candy cost is like at least 100 euros so oh, yeah oh definitely <laughs> jesus like, christ 100 <laughs> percent. yeah um, then she just sits for a while and stuffs her face with candy which yeah yes and next to her there is an exceptionally bisexual person <laughs> yeah i noticed that i wrote it down as well <laughs> i'll have to go rewatch then we are back to Villanelle, who takes some poor homeless guy's alcohol, drinks it, pours it over her wound, and then also steals his coat. Yes. So, not cool, Villanelle. <laughs> and, but I understand that the situation is dire, so... <laughs> yeah, in any other situation, eh, but in this one, fine, you can have it. Yeah. I'll also say it's not one of the worst things she's done. <laughs> Not even in this episode. (laughs) Of course. Then we are back with Eve, who is going through security and panics when she remembers that she still has the knife and runs to the bathroom, where she cleans the knife and then wraps the knife in this toilet paper that she cleaned. (laughs) Yep. Yes. Yes. It's true. Obviously, Eve is not doing okay. (laughs) I also must say that, like, before she realized that she still has the knife, she already took her shoes and her belt off and just left it there on the belt. And so she went to the toilet in her socks and she stepped in, like, a puddle of gross sweat when she came in. So that's horrifying. That is horrifying. But it's, a, it's her connection to Villanelle, who also has a <laughs> gross foot uh, situation in this episode. <laughs> they truly are meant to be. <laughs> yes. I was surprised that you were um, not pleased with her decision to clean the knife and then 
uh, wrap it with that toilet paper because my note on this was seems very smart. <laughs> Can you elaborate? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea where I would what I would do with a bloody knife. Here's an idea. You you wipe the blood off of the knife. You put the bloody toilet paper in the toilet and flush it. And then you wrap the knife in more toilet paper and put it in the bin. I just cannot imagine anyone ever finding it in that trash can. I think it's brilliant and I couldn't Yeah, I do think definitely that it doesn't really matter what she does because no one's gonna come after her for this. But yeah, Naya's um, if you are ever in this situation, no, let's not go there. <laughs> no, let's not help people out. <laughs> yeah. So next, Eve is back with the security guy who is judging her a lot for some reason. Yeah. She apologizes because she just like out of nowhere left her stuff there. And that's why um, the guy is scolding her. And um, she makes an excuse that is that she had to go uh, be sick in the bathroom, which is mm-hmm. like genius. She's so quick she on her feet. She is so smart mm-hmm. in this episode. I <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Things are going well. Well, <laughs> 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 then Eve is sitting at a bar inside this station, I guess. And doing stuff to her hand with a pen. Stabbing yes. And a villanelle-looking woman sits next to her and promptly diagnoses her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, but I mean, the idea of this scene is the first time you're watching it, you are thinking what Eve is thinking, which is, how does this woman know that I murdered someone? Oh my god, who is she? Which I enjoyed. But also, every time I watch this since, I also really enjoyed it, because you get to see this woman just, yeah, diagnosing someone, but then, like, genuinely trying to help and being met with just hysterical laughter. She is great, and (laughs) I am so sorry that she had to meet Eve at this point and get this reaction from her. She deserves better. (laughs) I think that she... Eve's reaction was one of being confronted with something that she didn't want to be confronted with. And I do feel like this also came across to this person and that she was, she kind of understood that. Her head cannon lives on. <laughs> Whose head cannon? Oh. The blonde ladies. Yeah, but I mean, is, is she wrong? Isn't. Eve addicted to whatever the fuck is happening with Villanelle. I Mm. think that's what the show was trying to say. That, yeah, it's not like a substance addiction, but it's a different type of addiction. I don't know. I'm not a medical profession. I don't professional. I don't know anything about addiction, but that's what I got from this, from Eve's reaction more than anything Mm -hmm. else. Mm. Also, Eve laughing hysterically says... Oh, you think I'm a junkie? And this woman is like, oh, it's really not nice to use this word, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, next, Villanelle jumps in front of a taxi, and then this poor taxi driver that accidentally ran her over takes her to the hospital. She just jumps onto a 
taxi. Yeah, yep. I feel like that yep. doesn't that doesn't mean that he runs her over, but she is she runs herself over with his taxi. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, you could put it that way. Also, the reason she does this is because in her very bloody, terrible-looking state, no taxi wants to stop for her, and this is what she comes up and with. And she is also very smart. I yep. would never. Yeah, yeah. Is it smart to jump in front of a taxi? I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're Villanelle, then maybe, you know, you have the knowledge of how exactly <laughs> to jump in front sure. of a moving car. Mm-hmm. True. And then she's being driven to the hospital and I'm suffering because... For this dude? No, for her. Because, (laughs) like, I mean, I've been suffering for this whole episode because I just feel the pain and I'm just like, oh, please, can someone help me? (laughs) Oh, I felt that, but for the taxi driver, because he was just, like, about to be, you know, accused of murder out of nowhere, doing nothing wrong. Yeah, and he was so scared. Guy. We're both valid. <laughs> <laughs> I also just love how she just throws her out of the car and leaves her on the <laughs> ground in front of the ER. <laughs> yeah, this is where she says the line, which is the title of this episode. So do you know how to dispose of a body? Yeah. Yes. And then she's lying on the ground in front of this hospital and we get a close up of her face. And it seems like she's unconscious, but like she is like twitching and moving her eyes a little so that we, uh, the audience, know that she's not dead. <laughs> I will say that, of course, I understand he was freaked out, but it's not super smart if you have this person that might die to just dump them and leave, because that's even more suspicious than if he like said, you know. This woman just jumped in front of my car. Please take her. No, I think I think you got a point that like it, he's not smart in the same way that, that even Villanella. Yes, yeah, he <laughs> in does a not crisis, the crime doing smartness. Um, he is a normal guy just like us. His criminal mm-hmm. intelligence <laughs> quotient is lower significantly. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. So, next we have Eve on the train. And she looks very comfy. And I really felt that because of the previous scene. Um, And how uncomfortable that was. So I felt very glad to be on, like, a clean, comfy train. Just wanted to share that. I love the trains. I've only probably been on one in my whole life. But where you have one seat. Mm. Just one seat on a side of the train instead of two. My god. Also, I miss trains so much. I miss them. Mm, I wish I could go on a train. I I personally don't miss them, but I do like this train. I I feel like this is uh, one of those super fast trains Mm -hmm. that just goes from um, city to city. Yeah, it's from London to Paris. That's definitely the one. Yeah, I've been on a train like this from Paris to Brussels when I saw Sophia Stevens twice. Wow. The fastest train I've been on is from Milan to somewhere else in Italy. <laughs> I forgot where, but it was like extremely fast. When I went from a K-pop concert 
to a concert that we did with our choir. Mm. Right? <laughs> so to Torino. Yeah, to Torino, yeah. <laughs> Is this our version, like, for this episode of talking about a location? Oh, I guess. It's fast trains. <laughs> yeah, I do not remember my fastest train experience. I'm sorry. Cover of the song Fast Car, but it's mm. fast train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Then we have Villanelle in the hospital and she wakes up there and asks the doctor what happened to her and then makes up a story about how her husband stabbed her and he's working with the police. Again, just so quick on her feet. So smart. Well, then we have Eve who is in London. Um, She comes home and she's on the phone, presumably with like Paris police departments, trying to find out if they're have a record of any woman that got stabbed and died from it. Mm-hmm. So it seems that from this phone call, she finds out that Villanelle is not dead because she mm, okay. looks very relieved in the next scene. <laughs> While Eve is on the phone, we get a shot of some photographs of Nico and her. <laughs> and there is one photograph of Eve on the... Carousel? It's not no, a carousel. No, carousel is like a gra- on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like a flying carousel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the the high up carousel. <laughs> the air carousel. The hardcore carousel. <laughs> carousel extreme. Yeah. <laughs> carousel uh-huh. two. Extreme carousel. <laughs> so next scene is Villanelle who meets her room buddy Gabriel and they start talking in French and we hear a lot of fucked up things. So Villanelle tells Gabriel that she needs to go to London to meet her ami, which in English is is translated as girlfriend and I have a real crisis here, so hear (laughs) me out. (laughs) So I googled and from from my google, like I know that in French the more non-dubious way of saying girlfriend is petite ami. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so ami just means friend. But I googled it and no, it can also mean girlfriend. And I just want to know if this is a similar situation as how straight women will call their friends girlfriends. <laughs> and that's just that translation. So does ami translated as girlfriend just mean a friend? <laughs> You know? I know what you mean, but I don't think so. Because okay. um, also, like, from the context of the things that she says <laughs> about her after this, I think also Gabrielle figures out that she means girlfriend. And he also, speaking in English later, calls her her girlfriend. It does not sound like it's in the straight woman way. Yeah, no, I don't mean that Villanelle would say it in a straight woman way. I'm just worried about French language here. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> yes, I think also... Worried about in... the French language. <laughs> I would say that also in um, French-speaking countries, straight women exist that co-opt lesbian intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> Then again, I think that's better than in Slovenian when people say friend when they mean girlfriend, but it's just like old people not wanting to acknowledge that I'm gay. 
<laughs> this uh, is a specific yeah. situation. That's that all I'm means about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will ask my French-speaking friend about this. Okay, great. So, Villanelle says that she got stabbed, and this this child is like, a man stabbed you, which is a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah. and then... But I, I forgive the writers for doing that because of the interaction that happens after that, which yeah, yeah. is uh, him saying, women don't stab, and her saying... I know, it surprised me too. And she has <laughs> literal heart eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. She's like, I know, right? Yeah, she like, also... I loved her already before this, but <laughs> seeing her like this, she truly is special. She she literally says that she stabbed her to show her that she cares. Yeah. Which is... Bad. <sighs> Wrong. Yeah. yeah, no, it's... Not I'm, healthy. I'm like not worried for Villanelle. <laughs> but this is like not a good thing to think about anyone ever. And yet so satisfying on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and then we are back with Eve who is not okay and is chopping a lot of vegetables and staring at a knife. She actually thinks she's okay for a little bit. Mm. Like she's like yeah. dancing around the kitchen. But then she, yeah, cleans the knife with her bloody fingers and has a moment. I noted the giant piles of carrots and potatoes and I just... Got hungry? No, I just like really enjoy the state of mind that Eve was in where she thought this made sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Nico comes home and he comments... That's a lot of vegetables. And he says, yeah. (laughs) And that's it. Also, what she's making is Nigella's roast chicken with lemon and rosemary stuffing. But she did not make the chicken, actually, which Uh is a fun thing. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, super fun. (laughs) No, Um, but it is like a good moment when we find that out. Yeah, yeah. Like she's completely like out of touch with what she's doing um she also says that she got fired and then now that now they can be normal (laughs) oh honey god you're really not doing great yeah i like that she admits that she was being a dick uh and nico Uh appreciated that too but i feel like that's all like taken away by her saying this thing about being fired and that being the thing that can just solve all all their problems because Mm. it cannot. True. It most definitely cannot and will not solve anything. Next, we see Eve in their bathroom, which I believe is the first time we're seeing this bathroom and I need to talk about it because what the fuck? We have seen um, Eve in that bath. Yeah, like hiding from Villanelle in that bath and Villanelle opening the water. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe I just don't remember it or we didn't see all of it. Because what I've seen of this bathroom is, one, it's huge. You could fit like probably eight of my bathrooms in it. Mm -hmm. At least. Maybe 12. I don't know. Yeah, like 12 of ours, eight of yours. (laughs) Mine isn't bigger than yours. The same, I think. 
Ten of each. <laughs> yeah. Compromise. And that's weird because you don't need that much space in a bathroom. And at least they could then also have a shower or something. Yeah. Instead, they only have a bath and just a lot of floor space. And they have a fucking painting in there. I know, right? What the fuck? <laughs> what the actual fuck? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, it's not gonna be looking great for much longer. <laughs> it's a metaphor for their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so then Nika comes to the bathroom and tells her that she's been in here for an hour. Oh, Evie's ignoring Carolyn's phone calls. And he tries to again ask her what's wrong and she admits that she can't tell him. She says while crying, Nothing's wrong. <laughs> no, nothing happened. Nothing yeah. happened. Well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Nico sees that it's Carolyn calling and he's upset about it, I think. Yeah, and tells Eve or like asks her not to answer it. And Eve is like, I have to, even though she's been ignoring these phone calls for an hour or something. <laughs> anyway, it's weird. It is, I agree. <sighs> Okay, next we are back with Villanelle, who, well, Gabrielle brings her a doctor's badge or like some worker, some hospital worker's badge and and clothes, I guess. And Eve compliments Gabrielle on his stealing skills and says that you're really good at stealing, you should do it more. <laughs> yeah, this is her trying to genuinely compliment. She is a mentor. A <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then again, we are back with Eve, who gets a call from this salesperson at like nine in the evening. What the <laughs> hell? Um, and this salesperson is trying to sell windows and is super surprised when Eve wants to hear about it. Then Villanelle wait, wait. is I want to comment on this scene. <laughs> okay, sure. We have things to say about windows. <laughs> the person calling her is Amanda from Rushmore Windows and Glazing. <laughs> And I actually really enjoyed the idea that she was just so thrilled to do something normal mm. and like just be talked to about fucking windows. She and... wants to know everything about them. Yeah. I will say that previous scene when she's in the bath, I saw the window that's next to the bath and I actually have a lucid thought. Oh my God, these are some shitty windows. <laughs> 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 yep. Anyway, we are back with Villanelle, who reluctantly steals some crocs. <laughs> and yeah, this, this is the final part of her medical cosplay that she needs. And this is also the parallel that we mentioned earlier with uh, Eve's gross foot situation. Yep, yep, and, yep. And yeah, Profound. it's... It's, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's cool that like after everything that Villanelle has ever done this is like the thing that grosses her out Mm -hmm. and then she goes to steal some medicine and stuff yeah I enjoy that she just knows all this medicine knows Uh what does what and what she needs and what makes sense to steal and just yeah I'm very proud of her for taking (laughs) care of herself (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) this is to me knowing what medicine you need is like an apocalypse skill. Mm. It's in my mind, that's my association. I think Villanelle would do great in an apocalypse. And we would all immediately die. (laughs) 
And then she tries to steal some stuff from some patient's wife's bag, but gets caught and then has to pretend that she is a doctor, which <clears throat> secondhand embarrassment for me. In that room, I noticed that there is a painting of Notre Dame. Uh, so we are in Paris and therefore there is a painting of Notre Dame, oh just God. like there was a painting of uh, St. Basil's Cathedral in mm-hmm. Anna's room. Yeah, well, you are great at observing things, Nina. Thank you. Um, the patient's wife or partner catches Villanelle and assumes she's a doctor and comments on her fucked up face and Villanelle <laughs> says that she fell off a horse. Another brilliant moment yes. for her. Yeah, she's just so good at being a criminal. And she says it like so offhandedly. Like, yeah. oh, perfect. Yeah. perfect. Then she also tells this woman that her husband is getting better. Which... <laughs> I think I he's don't not. Think he is. From like yeah. context clues. <laughs> 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 but it's nice that she brought this woman a few moments of happiness. No, I don't think so. Because I think she was already at the acceptance part of grieving, and now she's back yeah. at zero. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Villanelle does get to steal her wallet from yeah, her she, pocket. She does it the, the way she did with Constantine when they were in Paris, where mm. when she was wearing the pink tulle dress, like she hugs him and then takes the postcard. This is what she did now, and <laughs> I uh-huh. enjoyed it. So next, Villanelle goes back to her room and tries to get money from Gabriel or like from his parents, and then he tells her that, no, they died in a car crash, they won't become visiting me, and then Villanelle says, in my opinion, the comedic line of this episode, (laughs) that's not helpful to me, Gabriel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and then she 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 passes out. (laughs) 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 So next, Eve meets with Carolyn, who is in a park, and Oliver. Caroline is yes, Caroline is talking to a kid named Oliver and wearing nice shoes. Caroline mm. is doing that. And <laughs> actively doing that. <laughs> yeah. And Caroline tells Eve that her father was a pedophile and that is it. It's never brought up again. We're just supposed to like accept this and move on. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. He was also a spy. Yeah. I'm also ignoring that part. <laughs> and spent a lot of time in these bathing ponds. Bathing ponds is what she says. Yes. yes. I mean, bathing ponds? I know like they're like <laughs> swimming pools and saunas. You've but, heard of those. Yeah, those like as a gay meeting place. Oh, but, like, but not... spy meeting place also. So Carolyn is asking Eve about what she was doing in Paris. And Eve lies to her and says that she didn't meet Villanelle, but that she saw her apartment. Also, Eve claims to have no feelings about Villanelle. (laughs) Um, Then my favorite part of this episode, um, Eve gets scared because some some man is taking Oliver away. <laughs> and, yep. and she alerts Carolyn to this, but Carolyn is like, it's probably his father. Duh, I've never Eve. seen him before in my life. And I just... 
it's funny and I love it, but also just the thought that Caroline had like a super genuine conversation with a child in the park while she was waiting. I enjoy it immensely. I hope she was able to have genuine conversations with Kenny when he was a child. No. I know. Yeah, I'm just no. I'm just expressing my wishes. <laughs> Even Caroline leave the park and mm-hmm. while they're like walking out, Eve's like, "Well, that's it. Uh, you fired me." And uh, then Caroline says, "Well, the circumstances have changed and I guess Eve is not fired anymore." And then Eve groans <laughs> and follows Carolyn somewhere. Yes. Well, now Villanelle wakes up again and Gabriel tells her to check out his wounds and tell him how bad it is because no one else would tell him. And she tells him that it's really bad and it's never gonna get better and he's gonna be a monster forever. <laughs> and that he looks like a pizza. I think that's yeah. the first part. <laughs> mm-hmm. My God! And she mm. also asks asks him for any clothes that he might have, and mm-hmm. puts on this beautiful pair of pajamas. Um, I am in one Facebook group that is dedicated to plants. <laughs> this TV show? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you only talk about the plant Facebook group. This is the second time in two days that I talked about like a completely different group on Facebook, and she just assumes the plant one. Yeah, we always talk about that one. <laughs> um, so a, a Facebook group for fans of Killing Eve and Villanelle specifically. And a lot of them try to recreate some of her iconic looks. Mm-hmm. And I think the most common one they do is they just buy these pajamas. Because <laughs> apparently you can just get them. Wow. And I love it because she didn't choose them. Villanelle didn't choose them. But yeah. um, it's still an iconic look of hers. Mm. Next, Eve and Caroline are at the morgue where they meet Julia. Who Caroline has banged. <laughs> yeah, probably. Julia says about Eve, is this her? Before that, <laughs> she tells Carolyn that her hair, hair smells delicious. Mm, yeah, that <laughs> does happen. <laughs> and they are there to look at a dead guy who has been in the ground for two months, but is not decomposing because he was, I guess, um, mummified or what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> Mummified is great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they hang out with this smelly corpse. Oh, and Julia asks Eve when Eve is like, I need to sit down. And Julia asks her if she needs anything, like to drink or something. And Eve says that she needs a burger. And Julia is like, Yeah, yeah, the smell of decomposing meat uh, makes you crave meat. So this is normal. <laughs> yes, um, and I hate that I know this now. I googled this because I wanted to do some research into this and then I got bored with it before doing any actual research. I'm sorry. Um, This is the premise of this podcast. Um, But I think like one of the first few links was called Hunger After Anatomy Lab. (laughs) Wow. Then we finally learned that this dead guy is Alistair Peel. The internet guy. <laughs> yeah. We never heard of this guy before, right? Nope. No. Okay. 
So this dude was on Nadia's note. My God, we actually get some payoff on that note that Nadia sent out into the wild. I think way too late. <laughs> I think we should have found out in the previous season. And Eve also thinks so, <laughs> because she is upset with Carolyn that she didn't tell her this earlier. And basically what Carolyn is doing is she brought Eve here to like figure out how this guy was murdered. Oh, and she does. Carolyn does this because she thought that probably Villanelle did this, but I don't know how and how to prove it. So I brought in, quote unquote, the head of the fan club. Yes. Which yes. is amazing. It's accurate. Yes, it's accurate. Yeah. This guy died from air bubble in his vein, which I I must say just like is something that has been is something that I've been afraid of ever since I learned that it's a thing. Yeah, it's it, one of my biggest fears. Like it just seems like it would happen so easily, like a nurse gives you like just something normal in the vein, some transfusion, not that I do those often, but I have done them, and and just like accidentally would get an air bubble in there and you die. I'm sure it's not actually likely to happen at all because I have not heard of many people dying <laughs> from this, but yeah. God, am I scared of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Villanelle is... Oh, it's here that she says that she's going back to London to see her girlfriend. And Gabrielle is concerned that she, she might stab her again. And Villanelle says, no, she won't stab me again. Because now I know her better than anyone. Probably better than she knows herself. And that was like a wow moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a heart to heart about how Gabrielle doesn't want to be like this. Like doesn't want to be a freak that everyone's going to make fun of because of his scars. And he's like, I wish I died in the car crash. And Villanelle is like, oh, you do? Okay. (laughs) I'll murder you (laughs) then. (laughs) Actually, yeah, it's fun because it seems that it's because she, like, really gets it. Like, she actually thinks about how she would feel in his place. And she experiences empathy and consequently murders him. Yeah. yeah, this is a very different murder from what we've been used to from her. In some ways, I think it's nice to see her being able to feel empathy and helping a kid out. And on the other hand, I think he was just feeling bad because of a situation <laughs> that just happened to him. And I don't think this was the greatest idea in the world. I think he should have lived. I think his life could be good she really genuinely believed that she did the right thing and i think we talked about this before how she she wouldn't kill children just because and here she kills a child because she genuinely believes that that's the best thing for him (laughs) which is god (laughs) terrible but so so in character because she really for her that is just so normal yeah (laughs) I just want to notice one more thing, and it's the fact that there is another person in this room, but is just asleep 24-7. Apparently. Oh my god, really? <laughs> oh yeah. my god. It's like some old man, I think. Like some old person. 
Then after the murders, there's this scene with an apple that I didn't care to remember what it was alluding to. Villanelle sees an apple and gets inspired. And we will see how this resolves in the next episode. So next scene is actually when we, when we learn about the pedicure killing the internet guy. Yeah. And then... Pedicure um... killed the internet guy. <laughs> 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 um, um... I was inspired just like Villanelle with the apple. <laughs> Then Villanelle leaves the hospital and again makes up a story about how she just got her diagnosis, which was bad. And this guy lets her out and she runs away and leaves her LOL hat on the (laughs) wheelchair. (laughs) I was kind of surprised that the reason that she has to make up um, this lie is because they're not letting anyone out of the hospital because, like, this dude is dead. But mm-hmm. I was surprised that they like noticed that so quickly. I assume Villanelle <laughs> just left the room and then they already like figured out that this guy died. I also thought that, but then I just remembered that maybe that's not the reason. Maybe it's when Villanelle was pretending to be a doctor. So maybe that's actually who they're looking for, this person who is running around pretending to be a doctor. I feel like that's also not... Something that they would just overlook. There are many possible reasons, but it's always Villanelle's fault. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Um, Anyway, now we are again back in the morgue, where Eve wants answers from Carolyn, and Carolyn wants Eve to get back to work. Also, here they speculate about the possibility that, that Villanelle was the person who pedicure killed this guy. Um, and Eve comments, Lord knows she loves a costume. Uh-huh. Which is like such a good thing to say about someone. Yeah. I would yeah. love to be a person who mm. someone says this mm. about. <laughs> then we see Villanelle who, well, I guess she's in Paris, but then we see her getting out of a truck in Calais and then again we are back with Nico and Eve where Nico was like thinking about things and he got to the conclusion that he shouldn't be a dick about how much Eve likes her job, which again is just this whole conversation. Like I get he her, him being afraid for her, but this whole conversation is framed so weirdly as if Eve's love for her job is the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So anyway, he's like, Eve, uh, do whatever. I just need you to like communicate with me, which is like one smart thing <laughs> they talk about. And then I guess I will see what happens later. Not great things, I imagine. <laughs> I mean, Eve um, responds to this by telling him that she bought a shit ton of very expensive windows. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's, um, yeah, well... Uh, communication communication (laughs) i thought that was a little bit of deflection but um i'm gonna stay optimistic (laughs) (laughs) so when villanelle came to calais she got out and saw this family in a british car and now we see that she broke into that car and took out all the luggage and it's in the the trunk of the car and we have this mirrored shots of Villanelle 
turning up and looking like at the not at the sky but like at the at the camera <laughs> at the camera and we have Eve in bed who also turns to on her back and is looking at the camera and it's just like even Villanelle the romantic story of this show yeah it's beautiful i loved this ending yeah. me, too. me too yeah and and the villanelle just like looks relaxed and happy for the first mm. time in um a little while yeah i'm uh-huh. really happy for her that she found that car and can like relax for a bit but i feel awful about all those things that she threw out of the car we're also, family. spoiler alert, it doesn't go so well for her. Right now, <laughs> it's nice. And this is the end of the episode, right? That is correct. Indeed. So, I guess we can do some of our segments now, even though they're not super eventful. Should we start with Uti? Yeah. It's been too long, and yet we still have, like, it's not super fun, but it's better than than a couple of previous episodes. So we have, let's say, 2.5 outfits. First one is, I guess, the same that she had in the last episode. So it's a glittery pink long sleeve t-shirt that has these side slits at the bottom, which I hate, but okay. <laughs> and then dark jeans and her signature heavy boots. And a bun, and then later she puts on the brown coat that she steals from this guy. And then she has what is like debatably an outfit. Basically, she's just wearing patient scrubs and then doctor scrubs over that. And is it called scrubs? What like the? Isn't it just a lab coat? Is aren't scrubs like a top and the bottom? And it's like oh right, that's right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. She's just wearing a lab coat over dressing gown. That's right. But I guess those the the Crocs still make it a memorable outfit. <laughs> and then the last outfit is Gabrielle's blue comic book pajamas paired with the emoji Crocs. So, do you have a favorite outfit? Mine is the pajamas, but with the LOL hat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot the LOL hat. Mine is the lab coat over the dressing gown because I am a fan of like lab coats over short dresses. Like mm. I really like the lab coat to be the longest thing there. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is the sexy bisexual scientist look. Yes, I aspire to it. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be also the pajamas because it's just fun and memorable. <laughs> and Gabrielle has a fine style, I guess. I have no idea who bought these pajamas. <laughs> but anyway, this transfer of style from this kid to Villanelle is something, something yes. else. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, this was Uti. <laughs> Let's hope that next episode brings uh, more more clothes to talk about. So now we are rating this episode. And as we did with last season, we are rating it with some queer media that encapsulates the feelings that we felt while watching this episode. I asked Nina if we were st- if we we're still gonna do this segment this season, and she said yes. <laughs> but then she helped me pick my answer. So you still love me? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> 
I Choose Mostly Dead Things by Kristen Arnett. Uh, <laughs> it is a book that we read for book club, the book club that I host. And I chose this because it made me feel very similarly to how this episode made me feel, which is that, like, I suffered through a lot of it. In this episode, I suffered so much watching Villanelle struggle, like... That is one of the hardest things for me to watch just people struggling, <laughs> physically hurt, and like her trying to get someplace where she could find help and then still moving around when she was hurt. I just kept feeling like, oh, please just lie down. And this is how I felt while reading this book because <laughs> <laughs> the main character does not take care of herself very well. And I just kept wishing for her to maybe not drink for one night and maybe clean her apartment a little bit anyway <laughs> but i yeah yeah i enjoyed it still like i enjoyed this book and i also enjoyed this episode i think it's a nice intro to this season it's not as good as the first episode of the first season but it is still very nice lots of funny moments um enjoyable i loved this episode. I don't know when I last watched it, but this is the first one that we that I've watched for the podcast where I really knew exactly what would happen. Except for the plot. I did not remember <laughs> what the plot was supposed to be. I knew exactly what would happen. <laughs> Except But I knew what which character interactions would happen, what were the funniest parts of the episode, all that. But anyway, of course, um I always have a problem um, coming up with something to rate it. Um, so I asked Nina what's what's a queer media um, thingy where the char- like where a character survives against all odds and just keeps coming up with inventive things to do and just you know saves herself and also is just left with nothing of her old life and is starting a new life and Nina said Freya from the originals and so that's um, what I'm rating it specifically the character Freya (laughs) from the TV show the originals by the way this is continuity from the last season when we were watching the vampire diaries we have moved on we finished the vampire diaries (laughs) and we are now we we now also finished the originals which is a spin-off, a spin-off of uh, the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I would recommend the first two or three seasons of three. the originals. It's good shit, um, and then you suffer. I mean, you do suffer from the. And second then I season suffer on. too much and don't much. enjoy it. Too much. <laughs> so yes, thank you. This was my rating. <laughs> thank you. I rate this episode Thelma and Louise. And it's Mm. because I really internalized in this episode the knowledge that Eve and Villanelle are two women in lust with each other who are gonna drive their car across the cliff, Mm. you know? Oh my god, yes. 100%. (laughs) Yes, so that's it. No, that was amazing. Nico is Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) So for a game... Oh, I know a game. Okay, so the game is, you are Villanelle, and you need to get out of the hospital that is under lockdown for some unknowable crime. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think I would use the same thing that I say when I try to get into the hospital uh, in Ljubljana lately, because it's harder now because of COVID. So I come up to the door and say, I just really need to step in and get my mentor to sign something. So I would do the opposite of that, which is leave and be like, I just really had to get my mentor to sign something, but I have to get back to a class. And, that's and also you are in a wheelchair and wearing pajamas. No, I would not be in a wheelchair. I would still be in the lab coat. Uh-huh. Ah, okay. 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 I want to just uh, make sure you all know that I did actually have to go into the hospital to get my mentor to sign <laughs> something. I did not lie to get into a hospital while the pandemic is happening. <laughs> yeah, we know. Just so, just so everyone knows that Nina is still lawful good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, in all honestly, honesty, I would probably just go and look for a fire exit. <laughs> I know she has, I know she has a stab wound, and that's why she's using the wheelchair so that she's faster. But honestly, in that situation, I would probably just turn around and be like, "Where's the fire exit?" and then go out that way. I think I would say that my parents just took my cat to the vet. And they have to put my cat down. And this is like the last time I can see my cat and say goodbye to um, them. And that my parents are just about to come pick me up with the car. And if if I don't get out now, I will never see my cat again. (sighs) Wow. That's a depressing Um... way to end this episode. And yet... Thank you, dear listener, for listening to this episode of Queering Eve. We will record another one. We release new episodes every Tuesday at 8 p.m. CET. Have a nice week, and remember, never tell a stranger that you want to die. I just remember a lot of misogyny, but like in a fun way, you know? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Nina loves fun misogyny. Yeah, like, you know, Mm. Blink-182 misogyny, that's (laughs) what I enjoy. I'm so sorry, I'm a feminist.